After a long, record-breaking winter, the first day of spring today, Saturday, March 20th, is a welcome relief. The barren cold of winter is fading, daffodils are blooming, and the trees are beginning to fill out with brightly colored buds. The beginning of spring is always a welcome relief, a promise of warmer weather, and the lush greenness of late spring and summer. In the modern world, we understand the changing of the seasons. We understand the rotation of the earth and the distance of the sun and weather patterns. But in the ancient world, that wasn't so. Many societies knew to expect seasonal changes, but didn't know why the seasons changed. The way that many societies found to answer the questions surrounding the seasonal changes came down to the gods. In the case of the Greeks, and eventually the Romans, the seasonal changes from winter to spring and then summer to autumn were explainable by an angry goddess and a deal with the god of the underworld to share time with a beautiful young goddess, Persephone. Persephone was also sometimes called Kor or Cora, meaning maiden, and was known widely for her beauty. She was the daughter of Zeus and Demeter, the goddess of harvest and fertility. Zeus was a hands-off parent, as was his usual parenting style. But Demeter was fiercely protective of her daughter. Persephone was lovely enough that she attracted the attention of both men and gods, but Demeter was having none of it. She sheltered her daughter from male attention, working to protect her innocence and allowing Persephone to live a charmed life of safety. One of the gods whose attention Persephone garnered was that of Hades, god of the underworld. His hard, dark facade was softened by the girl, and he wanted to marry her for her beauty, innocence, and gentle nature. Hades was far older than Persephone, both by god and human standards. And that's aside from the fact that he was known for being the god who ruled over the dead. Oh, and he was Zeus's brother, making him Persephone's uncle. No, Demeter was never going to agree to that arrangement. So Hades knew he would have to take matters into his own hands. 
One day, Persephone was in the forest gathering flowers with the Oceanids, Artemis, and Pallas. She saw a particularly beautiful Narcissus flower and wandered from her friends to go pick the flower. Just then, Hades created a cleft in the earth and burst forth in his chariot drawn by black horses. He grabbed Persephone, and before anyone knew what happened, the cleft in the earth closed up, and Hades and Persephone were both gone. When Demeter found out her daughter was missing, she went searching for Persephone. She searched day and night, but could not find her dear daughter. After being tipped off that Helios, the sun god, might have seen something, she set out to talk to him. Demeter asked Helios what happened to Persephone, and he admitted what he had seen. He also admitted that Zeus witnessed the event and had chosen not to say anything, even though he knew Demeter was desperately searching for their daughter. Demeter went to Zeus and demanded he get her daughter back from Hades, but he refused to help her, instead telling her that he couldn't just go take Hades' wife from him. Distraught, Demeter left, but not without a plan. Demeter was too angry and sad to fulfill her duties as a goddess, and so she just stopped. Without the goddess of fertility and harvest, humanity suffered greatly. More women began dying in childbirth. The birth of healthy children almost completely stopped, and famine struck the earth. Zeus heard the cries of the suffering humans and knew that something had to be done. But he also knew that nobody could force Demeter to fulfill her duties. So he called for Demeter and offered her a deal. He told her that she could go to Persephone and ask her if she was being held against her will. If she said she was and wanted to leave, then she'd be free to go. But if she said she was happy to be there, she would stay, and Demeter would not get her daughter back. Unfortunately for Hades, Persephone was crying day and night from the despair of her prison and her desire to see her mother. Hades, knowing the deal was not going to work in his favor, tricked Persephone into eating pomegranate seeds. Pomegranates were thought by the Greeks to be a fruit of the dead, and it was believed that anyone who ate food of the underworld would not want to leave. So after eating the pomegranate seeds, Persephone told her mother that she was not being held against her will and wanted to stay. 
Demeter knew a trick was at play, and when she figured out what Hades had done, she went back to Zeus and confronted him with the unfair deal. So Zeus, knowing that he couldn't allow the earth to stay the way it was, made a deal with Hades and Demeter. For part of the year, Persephone would stay in the underworld with her new husband. But during the other part of the year, Persephone would leave the underworld and stay with her mother. Neither party was happy with this arrangement, but it was the closest thing any of them would come to getting their way. And so the deal was struck. This meant that during the time when Persephone was with Demeter, the earth flourished because Demeter was full of joy. People were fertile again. Fewer women died in childbirth and the harvests were prosperous. But when Persephone left Demeter to rejoin her husband for the other part of the year in the underworld, Demeter sank into a deep depression and refused to meet her duties once again. And so the seasons were created. During autumn, Persephone would return to the underworld and the plants would begin dying the days would shorten, and things would take on an overall sense of gloom until spring, when Persephone returned to Demeter and the dead plants sprang to life and everything became fertile and happy. An interesting aspect of this story is that most of the story focuses on Demeter and Hades' actions and very little of the story focuses on Persephone's feelings. Even when she said she wanted to stay in the underworld, it was due to a trick. However, Persephone was viewed by the Greeks as a powerful queen, with her sometimes being called dreaded Persephone. Her marriage to Hades and experiences surrounding that event matured her into a strong woman capable of making her own independent decisions. Persephone was known as the goddess of spring and vegetation and was sometimes depicted as sprouting from the earth like a plant. She and her mother were both viewed as so important to the Greeks that they had a shared cult called the Eleusinian Mysteries. Little is known about the early days of this cult, but over time they evolved to believe that anyone who was not a member would go to the underworld after death. But members were promised some type of pleasant eternal life. This connected closely with the perception of Persephone as immortal, since she would go to the underworld every fall, dying in a sense. But in the spring, she would be born from the ground and come back to the earth to be with her mother. Interestingly, 
there was another goddess known as Despoina, meaning the mistress, who was believed to be the daughter of Demeter and Poseidon. Despoina had significant crossover with Persephone and was viewed as an ancient agrarian deity. However, Despoina's name wasn't actually Despoina, but her name has been lost to time. She was a central figure with Demeter of the Eleusinian Mysteries at one point. This cult left little evidence that Despoina ever existed, though. Only members of the cult were given the true name of Despoina, so her true identity was lost long ago. It wasn't uncommon in the ancient world for deities to evolve over time into other deities or to take on the characteristics of another deity, essentially morphing two deities into one identity. It's also worth noting that the story of Persephone wasn't a new one. There was an even more ancient Sumerian story surrounding Erish Kigal, who became the queen of the underworld after being kidnapped by a primeval underworld deity by the name of Ker. Persephone had an annual festival dedicated to her, and sometimes Demeter was worshipped during this festival as well. This festival was known as Thesmophoria, and was celebrated in the beginning of autumn, marking Persephone's descent into the underworld, and Demeter stepping away from her fertility and agricultural duties. During this celebration, the Greeks would place sacrifices, usually pigs or other livestock, into pits or rock clefts, and then the next day, they would pull the remains of the previous year's sacrifices out of the previous pit. These remains would then be placed on altars, mixed with seeds, and then planted in the hopes that they would bring successful harvest the next year. Persephone and her dedicated mother were figures of great importance to the Greeks. And with the importance of agriculture to the area at the time, it's easy to see why. It's odd, though, when you consider that the story focuses on the dedication of Demeter and the lust or the love of Hades, depending on how you view the story. Either way, one overlooked but important aspect of the story is the growth of Persephone, from girl to woman, and how she became a wife without losing her identity as a daughter, which was somewhat unusual for many ancient societies that viewed women as property to be given to their husband. And Hades, despite his best efforts, didn't fully win the affections of his wife away from her mother, even when he tried using deception. 
One view of this story is recognizing the underlying symbolism that pertains to the budding sexuality of a young woman, and how, with all the protection Demeter offered her, she was still able to experience her own sexuality. With that experience, she became influential and empowered, becoming a respected queen of great importance. She also didn't experience an overnight change from girl to woman, but grew into her position of power while remaining a loving, loyal daughter to her mother, who had sacrificed so much for her. In this story, Demeter presents as very human, a mother who cares for and loves her daughter, almost becoming overbearing in her attempts to protect her daughter from harm, both emotional and physical. In the end, she remains a loving mother to Persephone, still willing to sacrifice much for her daughter, even when her daughter has become a queen in her own right. So maybe this spring, as you see the effects of winter fade, the rebirth of plants, and the birth of animals, think of Demeter's willingness to sacrifice for her daughter and Persephone as she rises back up from the underworld, bringing life with her. Happy spring, and thank you for listening to this episode of Wives. Please help me continue to make content by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash wisepodcast. If you have suggestions or requests for future episodes, you can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at awisepodcast or email me at awisepodcast at gmail.com.